So real quickly, Bly Manor. Yeah. Beth and I finished it a couple days ago. And um, let me let me just throw just a couple of high level thoughts out at you from what from my perspective. Okay. One, I liked Hill House better. Yeah. Um, two, I I think that some of the negative reviews for Bly Manor are a little unfair because I think this is very personal here. I think that Bly Manor is just a totally different genre of show. Mm-hmm. And, and so to kind of make a hard comparison to Hill House is, is hard, like, like is, it is unfair. Like if, if you are saying, um, I didn't let, I thought Bly Manor was worse than Hill House because it wasn't as scary. I would say Bly Manor is not really a horror show. Mm-hmm. Bly Manor is a British mystery with, mm-hmm. with, uh, uh, a love story and some horror elements involved and the horror elements are meant to enhance the British mystery aspect of the show uh, which, which and so to judge it as a horror show I think is wrong to judge it as a British mystery I think it was lovely you know I watched British mysteries with my mom growing up and and I and I immediately was like oh yeah this is like Midsummer Murder you know like this is this is like uh, it's it's got similar you know beats and similar characters and similar shots. Um, and then my last thing is, I my my last one and a half things is I think that my my honest and only critique of it as a British mystery is, uh, I thought that there was a a thread that was introduced that they absolutely should have pulled on, but they did not, which was uh, when Flora gave the boy a new face. Yes. That should have been pulled on. That, that, it, that, that idea, you know, not just with the boy, but, but the idea that with all of the faceless ghosts, that if, if you were to give them a new face and give them a new story, there could be a, a dialing back, right? Like a redemption, you know, that mm-hmm. like that, that should have been pulled on. Cause that's, that's way more interesting than what they ended up doing in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah. um, I have not, it's the, it's the turn of the screw, I guess, is the Henry James yep, uh, yep. story. And I think that story um and like it, it's it's similar to um the the haunting of hill house like the short story that like the the meat of the story that's there like the impact of the story is its shortness and Mm -hmm. it's like here's this interesting setup and like here's how we pull the rug out from underneath you and and you kind of go on and to expand expand that into a full television series and you have to do it really carefully and you have to pick your source material really well and I think I think you're absolutely right with the genre part of it um I think that the prime story in the turn of the screw is the Miss Jessel and uh Scotsman person um and like uh, Peter Quint Peter. absolute bastard Peter Quint right <laughs> right and, but I think that like the writers in Hill House are are not fascinated by the character of Peter Quint in the way that like 
that people have been in the past with that dark, broody, romantic, toxic human. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, then you end up with them putting in all of these other things to see like, what's most interesting to us, where are we going to go? Um, and that just leaves you with these threads that aren't, um, that just end it the way they are. I could have like the explanation episode that was all in black and white and the, just the big uh, flashback. I could have done without most of that episode. Um, And, and in place of doing that, have learned like little hints of the backstory throughout other episodes and done more with the the doll face. But I think because they have that same actress from Hill House and they wanted Mm -hmm. to be able to give her a big part, but it's clear that she could not do a British accent. (laughs) Well, and and you're right. You're right. And I feel really bad because I I think that Theo Crane, you know, I don't know her, Mm -hmm. the actress's name. Like, Um, I think that she is just phenomenal. Yeah. And, and, and I think that she's really robbed you know, of, of being able to kind of, kind of flex the muscles, you know, and, and cause, cause Theo Crane is, as a character in Hill House, I mean, Theo Crane is, is an incredibly interesting character mm-hmm. and really everybody in Hill House is, is very interesting. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you on, on that kind of black, that black and white episode was long. Yeah. And, um, uh, did not tell us a ton of it told us a lot of new things but it did not tell us a ton of new things in a way that would have been more impactful in this way you know like like mm-hmm. we could have done we learned about the hill family through care throughout the show mm-hmm. in hill house right and then and we didn't learn everything we, we learned enough to be able to sort of put things together you know, about which ghost was which or, or why the ghosts, certain ghosts were behaving in certain ways. And, and, uh, but I think that the reason why they went that way was the British mystery genre side of it, right? right. Like the, rather than it being a horror show, it, it, like I said, it, it's, 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 to me, it's clearly a British mystery with horror elements meant to enhance the mystery. Like, you know, the mystery is what happened to Miss Je- what happened to Peter Quint. Right. That's really the mystery. Uh, and then other mysteries are, you know, what, why does um, uh, uh, Danny see, you know, her, her fiance in mirrors or, mm-hmm. or why are certain people the way they are? Th- those are, those are or what's going on with the kids. Like all of that are kind of, tertiary mysteries that are going around the primary mystery which is what happened to peter quint why is peter quint there but not there you know yeah um and i think that they really could have um because flora has the whole dollhouse and you have yeah uh, during the hide and seek where uh like the dead sister is like humming along and flora tells her to hush and she falls back down um, like there are, and, and like Flora has all of these interactions with every ghost in the house and knows all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if they, if they just leaned on Flora more for exposition, um, then I think that it would have been more effective because then Flora would have just been a hella creepy child. Um, and you would have right. had to, 
you would have had to really like we would have all have wrestled a whole lot over flora being carried into the lake by the lady in the lake uh because we would have been like listen that's a creepy ass child and i don't want that child around anymore but also it's a child and we need to save it and we know she's only creepy because of the creepy ghost in the house like right I right think that that could have been a really good big build up and um they didn't do it that way and because i think that the peter quint taking over miles i think that that is really like they they did a lot of really good uncomfortable creepy stuff with that that i was like this is good and mm -hmm. i think that you could have centered everything really around like flora doing the emotional work of the whole household as women do and and miles being caught up in like just this one man's personality and feelings and things uh and it would have been like a really great metaphor for things and i it would have worked better but i also know that like they got the green light on this pretty late <laughs> and like are having to like pull a whole lot of stuff together whereas like i think hill house had been marinating for a lot longer yeah and yeah. i think i think like you're right that it's meant to be this british mystery in addition to being kind of a romance and um right yeah, and I don't find romance as compelling as I used to. So no, I but I I completely agree. I I, I actually <laughs> so um, I did not like the ending. I don't know how, what you thought of the ending. Um, I, I more mean the very end. Like I didn't that last scene at the wedding. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, what am I watching exactly? Like, like I had way more questions. Uh, you know that I don't think I was supposed to have. I think uh, the the feeling I got was like the the creators were like, "What a great summation of the whole thing!" You see, they're there. It's we're at Flora's wedding, and I'm like, "But that's not possible, right? We can't be at Flora's wedding. The timeline is totally fucked up. They're also all American, like right. like, like it's not possible. How does how does his name's not Ravi. Owen. He play the mm -hmm. the actor who plays Owen plays a character named Ravi in I Zombie on Netflix. <gasps> that is who he is. That's why yeah. I know him and love him. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My wife loves I Zombie, and so and and but before I continue with this, Hannah and Owen were easily the best actors in that whole show. Yeah. And 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 I feel like they were robbed too. Like really, the show should have been about them. That should have been the love story, but you know, if there had to be a love story, because right. they were they were formidable, you know, mm. <laughs> like like the guy who plays Ravi, like like he he absolutely knocks Owen out of the park, like yeah. like is just able to present this this absolutely lovely person who who go who is going through grief and fear and ev oh really good and and the actress who plays hannah is phenomenal but we'll talk about that later um but like but like what is is ravi uh uh secretly shorter and fatter than he than he was originally <laughs> right. like you know what i mean like I, i'm like i don't this doesn't make any sense so this doesn't here's make any sense go for it it, it doesn't make any sense. And I had that same thought. And then um, I read an article that was like, what is up with the ending of this? And I was like, yeah, what's up with that ending? Um, and a theory that somebody threw out that I think that I like, and I'm going to accept as canon, whether or not the, the directors intended it this way, but I hope they would, um, is that 
the woman who's telling the story is not the gardener um, or, or she is the gardener, but she is using um, characters that are around her in the room to offer a ghost story retelling of like this great loss of her life. And that she might also have like some memory problems or some like unreliable something going on in her mind like because the whole show is about how like unreliable our memories are and how we can forget things and things fade and stuff like mm, that mm. and so it's the whole story that is the the story that the storyteller is telling is not meant to be a real story involving these people who are here now um, it's just a story that this person has made up to kind of tell to this group as she's like processing her own sadness. Like she probably did lose the love of her life that she met in this really interesting way. And so when she's looking around the room at the end and like seeing all of these people who are, who do not look like the characters, the actors from the, the story, but are like just kind of close enough the suggestion is that like uh, she has, she is remembering things from her past and mapping it onto people that are here, but it's not supposed to line up. Like you're supposed to understand that she is seeing something that is not there. And that um, when she goes back to her room at the end of the night and like leaves the door cracked and like looks in all of the different places and does this thing that like, actually lines up it's that like she is trying to figure out the way to like tell her story and the hand on the shoulder at the end is meant to remind you that like there is a real loss here and she is she is tying into something real but she's not able to tell it completely or fully and so it's kind of it's like a story within a story almost i don't hate that i yeah. don't hate that um I mean, frankly, it makes more sense than what was presented to us, which is total nonsense. You know, right? <laughs> like, like dude, I sit there, I'm like, I don't, I don't get it at all. But, but like, ultimately, the resolution is 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 really the only thing I have a problem with. Not not just that, in particular, that last scene, but but um, you know, the uh, 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 Danny bringing uh the the lady of the lake into her like like i i just don't think that was an interesting enough thing hmm. um from my perspective like i thought it was fine I, I didn't think it was bad i didn't think it was like really really bad i just want to go back to the giving the boy a new face that's, yeah that's that's a much more interesting idea you know what would it mean rather than you know kind of taking the lady into yourself and and thereby kind of saving everybody um what would it mean instead for for us to kind of pull that thread and and uh give the lady new memories new new everything right and and change it all and redeem it all in a different way or or even in just a a a uh even if we wanted to make it more localized what if the boy ghost saves Flora? You yeah. Know, just, just because Flora has done that for him, you know. I also brought, there was also a, a moment where I was like, didn't, didn't their parents sleep in that bed a bunch? 
Right. I have that same thought. I'm like, I'm like, hang on a second. What what's going on here? Like I'm I'm a little confused. Like, didn't both their parents and frankly Henry Wingrave also sleep in that bed? Like, like what is, <laughs> well, what is going on? Yeah. What is going on? Which is one of my favorite little flashbacks, or or when Flora was tucked away and she knocks on the door. It's like, Mummy, I'm mummy, there is a, a boy ghost. What's um What's Uncle Henry doing in here? And he's like, oh, I spent the night. <laughs> yes, yes, he was very sleepy. <laughs> he, was, he was in here having breakfast. And it's like, yeah, oh, like oh, I'm without just, clothes like, on. I put my shirt on. And it's, it's fine, young It's fine, young lady. It's fine, Peppa Pig. You know that was Peppa Pig, right? No. Yeah, Flora is Peppa Pig. Huh. Well, she does a great job. We, we recognized that within like 30 seconds. I was like, that is Peppa Pig, you know, <laughs> because Beth, uh, not Beth, Adrea watches a ton of Peppa Pig. Before we go, Hannah Gross, man, that yeah. actress was fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Like she was, what a, what a complex character. What a, um, what, what an interesting, deeply human kind of element that's going on. The, her, the, the chemistry she has with Ravi is, oh, several hundred times greater than the chemistry between Danny and brunette British Kate McKinnon. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like when, when she walked in, I was like, that's not Kate McKinnon. But like somebody was like, perfect. You look like Kate McKinnon, which means you look like a lesbian. <laughs> like, like, like that was how it all had to have gone you know like she walked in and I was like they're gonna be in love and there's no chemistry going on here and it's and it's a chore to listen to this northern a northern uh, British accent coming out of the gardener's mouth like it is hard to listen to it you know and and but like but like she you know Hannah and Owen have 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 such incredible chemistry and 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 I thought episode five which was the episode where Hannah jumped through all of her memories and then you discover that Hannah is dead like Mm -hmm. I thought episode five was a really strong episode yeah um, and and helps put some different things in perspective I, I actually think um if if the show was a little tighter and and Owen spent not Owen um, miles spent most of the show possessed and we didn't know at all like we didn't have an inkling of it at all mm-hmm. until that episode it would have made for a, a, a more interesting reveal that that Hannah Gross is killed by Peter Quint who is possessing miles and, and, and it, and it waited until that moment for us to really put it together. Oh my gosh. It's P it's Peter the whole time, you know, to have like sights of Peter throughout those first four episodes be eaten, be much less to not ever have Peter ghostly go through windows. Like I hated that. I, I was like, well, that just gives it all the fuck away. You know, nah. like, like Peter is a ghost. That's what happened to Peter Quint. <laughs> you know, and he's probably possessing Miles because 
all of the flashbacks with Peter putting his hand in his pocket and smoking a cigarette and being an actual bastard, you know, it, it are are just mirrors of what Miles is doing. You know. Yeah, and I think I think they lay a lot of that groundwork. Like, I I think that the first couple of episodes do really well with that and do really well on the creep factor and then they get a little lost um yeah yeah i and and again like i i want to re-watch it because i think that there there's more meat to it um than what we're than what we want to give it credit for Uh, but it's also not hill house and it's and i get that i really want i really hope that um they because they they have now talked about it as like the haunting anthology and Mm -hmm. so i really hope that their next like the next series is one that like is back up at the level of hill house and does that so that we can have kind of a dialogue about all of it together and we don't kind of end up with just this letdown because i think there's a lot good in in this season uh and i I, I agree on no i agree with you i i I did not dislike Bly Manor, not not at all. You know, I I it hit a different button mm-hmm. than Hill House, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I I think there's a way to do Bly Manor, or or so like if the third anthology, and I hope there's a third, um, uh, is uh, does not take the Hill House genre or the blind manner genre and instead takes an, a, a third genre of story. Um, there's a way to do that while maintaining the kind of, the kind of high artistic quality of Hill house. Mm-hmm. Right. That I think is not quite there for blind manner. So like there's a way to do blind manner with those same kind of artistic things like like the existential dread of Hill House is not in Blind Manor. And that's really okay. Yeah. Like it really is. Like it's okay that I don't feel like I need to take a shower and a nap after after each episode of Blind Manor. Right. Like, like I had to do that with Hill House. Like after each episode of Hill House, I'm like, well, I have to go sleep. You know, like like that was <laughs> that was so much, you know, it was so it was so artistic. It was so dense. It was so scary at times. It was so, you know, all of that, that like, I really need to go sleep now. Like blind manners, not like that. And that's okay. But, but I think that I wish that there was a way that they, you know, that, that, that they made use of some of the, some of the gorgeous shots that they did in Hill house, you know, these long continuous shots, like in that's the two storms episode of Hill house Mm -hmm. where it's just two long continuous shots and, and it's just amazing or, or that they were able to um, uh, allow each character to not only be interesting, but but to allow it to kind of morph into a whole, right? And mm-hmm. part of that is they're able to do that because it's a family, you know. In Hill House, it's a family, and so not only are all the ghosts a part of the fa- of a family, but so are like the cranes, you know. And so everything is able to kind of morph together in in a in a unique way. Bly Manor, you know, I think there's a way you could have done that 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 ended up not reading the way I think it, it, it could have. One thing was, I think that maybe 
you know, if the parents are going to be dead and they're going to be dead in a way that doesn't make them ghosts, let's just not, let's just never flash back to them. Yeah. You know, like that was, it wasn't that it was uninteresting. It was just that it was ultimately something that raised more questions than answered anything. You know, like the, uh, like, like the, the, the lady in the lake, she, you know, who, who walks the same path. Well, if she walks the same path, then like those parents should have been killed by the lady in the lake. Right. There shouldn't have been, <laughs> you know, there shouldn't have been this seemingly long stretch of time when the lady in the lake never showed up. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there's, and they, they kind of, it's kind of mentioned, um, when she was in the trunk and then when she's in the lake that like uh, she sleeps and we don't know how long for, and then she wakes Um, because like there are people in her path a whole lot of the time, like the house is clearly occupied a whole lot of the time. And so maybe she was just asleep, but then there's something, maybe it's like Miss Jessel's death that like increases the spiritual energy of the place and she walks more often or something. And they could have like thrown us an explanation with that and they didn't, like a, right. a clear explanation. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I think... I think they had a tall order and I think they, they made something that I enjoyed. Um, but I agree that it's not that the, the cinematic level that was there for Hill house is not here. Right. Um, and the scariest level was not here scariness, but it, like, but that's also okay. Um, and I'm just ready for, I'm ready for what comes next. Me too. So like, I know we're wrapping up this part of it. The, the this thread right this thread of the boy and and of the new face and the new story and all of that could have been explained a little more um by expanding on like an easter egg so like there's an easter egg that that not that that like it's not really an easter egg it's it's an aspect it's an it's an aspect of all of this that like that like is only explained in one quick shot, um, which is why are how do the dolls move? Mm. Like, uh, and it's really only explained in one quick shot. And and the answer I'm pretty sure is that the boy moves them. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like, so like, uh, it's not that um, the dolls are sort of spiritually connected to the the ghosts you know it's not like they're you know when when the when the lady moves the doll moves it's that the boy ghost sits and moves the dolls depending on where people are and and so like and we see that not just a couple of times that the boy ghost is playing with the dolls but like we see that specifically when every time flora moves in bed you know and the boy ghost is there he moves her doll Mm-hmm. You know, and and to depend and stuff. So to me, the implication is the boy ghost keeps track of stuff for Flora. You know, not just for shits, but but because of Flora, because Flora 
you know gives him a new face and a new story like and so the boy ghost like moves the doll moves moves the lady's doll because there's that moment it might have been episode two or three i think it might have been three where uh um Danny is walking around. She's she's had some stuff to drink and she's walking around and Flora kind of wakes up and she and she looks at the dollhouse and she sees that the the lady in the lake doll is in the kitchen. Right. On her doll set. Uh, and then she has to wake up Miles and they go and they they try to get Danny out. Um, or or at least waiting for, for her to finish her walk and then and then leave. Like, so the implication to me is the boy did that. The boy took the, the boy sees that, that, you know, she's, she's out and walking and she takes the doll and he takes the doll and puts it in the kitchen. And then Flora wakes up and sees that that happened. Like that's, that's a much more interesting thing <laughs> to me. Like, like that's interesting enough that it doesn't just have to be a reward for somebody who's paying attention. Like, like that, that can yeah. kind of be like a real thing, like, like a part of the story that really is in play, right? Like, and instead it could be used as like a device to like illustrate that, that the boy ghost knows that Hannah is a ghost, right? Like if, yeah. like if, if the boy ghost keeps moving Hannah's doll, you know, and, and uh, in, in weird places, right? Like, and if we were able to pay attention, like, like things like that would have been more interesting if, if that piece would have been served a little better, like, uh, like the ghost that Hannah talks to that, that Danny can't see isn't Miss Jessel, but is this boy who is kind of her companion who, who like, that's who keeps Flora in the know. Right. That and and it's precisely because Flora gives him a new story and gives him a new person. Yeah. And I mean, and that gives us a real um way like you use the term redemptive redemption arc, and I don't I don't know that we need that necessarily, but it sure. gives us a contrast between this kid and Peter Quint. We're like yes. uh you have uh peppa pig giving this kid the face why did i just forget her name flora, flora. Um, peppa pig works peppa pig <laughs> ravi <laughs> right uh you have like flora giving this kid the face um but like peter quint is forcing miles to like uh to do things on his behalf so like the kid and flora have this like back and forth kind of relationship um but like you have peter quit who's not able to form that kind of reciprocal relationship um, right yeah yeah i think that i i think that they yeah i think the show could have been tighter i think if they had focused on flora and the ghosts more or if they had just let flora and the ghosts do more of the heavy emotional lifting or like spooky lifting of the story um, but they're kind of stuck with this this uh, primary source material of Miss Jessel and Peter Quint, and so they feel they need to to do that service. But like that's honestly the least interesting thing about the show. I know that's the thing. Like, like I'm okay with Peter Quint being the real villain, right? Because that that would be the other way I would do it. Like in the end, Peter Quint is softened and sympathized a little too much for me. 
um, you know, he cries like, shut up, stop crying, Peter. You know, you're right. an actual bastard. Like, stop it. <laughs> like, like, uh, and one way to do it is to actually not explain the lady in the lake very much. Yeah. And to just make her uh, uh, a force, you know, the lady in the lake doesn't have to be the actual villain. Like she can just, she's just that constant force, you know, which is an interesting contrast to Hill House then, right? Like for Hill House, the, the real villain is the house. Like the house is just right. evil. You know, it's, it's just this evil, bad thing. But the secondary villain is, um, I almost said Popsy, which is not true. <laughs> like Popsy, like is is the is the uh, is the lady ghost who? Yeah, who, the flapper who, lady. Yeah, who screws with um, Timothy Hutton's wife, whose name I can't think of. Um, and uh, and 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 we're not supposed to feel like sorry for for the the ghost for that ghost because she's bad but her name is poppy poppy pops yeah 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 (laughs) poppy we're not supposed to feel sorry for poppy you know she's bad Mm -hmm. she's she's also a victim because she's trapped by the real bad which is the house but like that would not be a bad contrast to to say okay hey like Yes, the ghosts are stuck in the house for some reason because of the lady in the lake. The lady in the lake is the first ghost, and she's violent, but she's not like she she doesn't have to be evil. Right. She's not really evil either, but like, but like, what if we just didn't know anything about her and she's just the constant? And and she kills Peter Quint, and Peter Quint, who is evil in life, is kind of just evil in death too. Yeah. And and the only way to get rid of Peter Quint is to uh, break the cycle. But instead, like you, you attach this dimension where we have to rescue Flora, and and so the real issue is actually the lady in the lake. But that didn't have to be the case. You know, we could always just now. Granted, by the end of the show, I was still not entirely sure what Peter Quint's plan was. Is Peter Quint's plan to possess Miles and Flora forever and Mm -hmm. then hopefully nobody asks why this brother and sister are in love with each other? Like, like, is that is that sort of the plan? Because that's like a bad plan. Like, that's like not a good plan at all. Um, But I think that might also be the plan in the turning of the screw. Fair enough. It's still a bad plan. (laughs) Yeah. I I just, you know, and maybe, you know, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. There's just some things. Yeah. And maybe like the plan is to possess these kids to get out the door and then like, then possess other adults or something. Um, And it's hard to know. And I think there is meant to be like, um, a critique of like one dimensional motivations for her because like Viola has a lot of complex characteristics in, in life. And then in death, she only has the one, which is like caring for her daughter. And Mm. so uh, like Peter Quint also has a lot of complex motivations in life, but in death, he's just interested in being with Miss Jessel forever. Um, And so like, 
I, there, there's something to be played with there. But wait, like what they really could have done in order to tie it together is like, you see Flora in a bunch of different situations giving faces to all of the ghosts. Right. Like even the even the plague doctor who shows up in the background like really creepily, like having Flora be the one who um, like knows what the, the plague doctor mask is for and like then knows him as a doctor or like, and so like that's the progression is like one ghost per episode, you get to like see Flora giving them a new story. And then at the end, like, and, but you also have Danny kind of observing Flora doing that. And at the very end, it would make sense for Danny to realize that, like, for this ghost, the primary ghost of this house, there's no way to just give her a new story and give her a new face without giving her my story and my face. Like, yeah, sure. That that would be much better. I agree. Yeah. With you. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. And I think um, that's available yeah. in in kind of the story. The story is told so loosely that you can interpret things that way if you want to. But you have to yourself do that work. The, the writers aren't doing that work for you. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I, uh, uh, I know that other than Hannah and Owen, the only other character in the show that I that I 100% understood their motivations entirely and was like and who i thought had a handle on what was happening was uh uh viola's husband <laughs> yes <laughs> who, who was just like who was just like 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 uh when perdita was like we of course should take and sell viola stuff she would want us to do that and he was like oh no <laughs> <laughs> She's no, gonna haunt the shit out of us. <laughs> no, she wouldn't. Or, or like you know, they're they're taking the, the the chest down, and I'm like, he's gonna throw that fucking thing in the lake. And and then like <laughs> and then like they were like, but unfortunately, Arthur had become a superstitious man. And I was like, fuck yeah, like like, <laughs> like, like what you, yeah. <laughs> like this is fucking cursed. I walk. This is fucking cursed. <laughs> like we need to get the fuck out of here. Get it out of the house. Throw the Daddy, why are we throwing this in the lake? Throw it in the lake, kid. <laughs> like, like we are not taking this with us. You saw, you saw Auntie Perdita. She not only was strangled to death, but her apparently her her whole brain went into like rigor, crazy fear. Like she looks <laughs> terrified. Like, no, <laughs> we're done. Let's get these paintings off the wall. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why we even allowed that to stay? I don't know. Like. I would, mm. yeah. But, uh, I do love the um, the kind of like practical uh, knows how to deal with ghosts character that happens in a lot of horror stories where they're like, "Nope, you don't go in the spooky basement." We all know this. Like, I I like that self aware character. I'm a fan. <laughs> I I do too. I that's why like and th this is in hill house that i had it wasn't a problem this is not a problem in blind manor either but like i had a similar moment watching hill house too like like i got a mom who sees demons i know exactly what to do you fire and salt and you get the fuck out of there like right. like <laughs> this this house seems to be creepy and 
well, the, the children are looking at things that aren't there. Mm, sounds like ghosts. We better get out. Right. <laughs> like, like, oh, don't be absurd. Don't be absurd. Fucking, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't care. Well, oh, you superstitious nonsense. Yeah, okay. Bye. <laughs> See yeah. Ya. I will continue to live and you enjoy your tragedy. <laughs> yeah, have a good time with this obviously haunted house with kids who, uh, who occasionally act like creepy actual bastards. Right. You know, like, like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Hey, ease up on choking my neck, Miles. Ease up. <laughs> right? I, I, looked over, I looked over at Beth and I was like, I would have made it for 36 hours as these kids au pair. <laughs> or before I'd have been like, you know what? No, Nuh-uh. not going to happen not gonna happen if if brunette northern english kate mckinnon you know wasn't going to have sex with me in that moment i'd have gone out of there like if i was danny you know i'm right i'm not i'm not like like why am i here am i getting paid a lot of money like like no fuck this yeah i henry wingrave is a drunk who apparently talks to himself didn't didn't like that didn't think that was as compelling as it should have been but that's fine i think it could have been more compelling but i think uh the creepy face that he had yeah it was weird wasn't it yeah i think that that like maybe when they were like figuring out how to plot things they went to each actor and they're like give me your best horror possessed face and they saw his face and was like okay we can work with that because <laughs> that oh, yeah, was that sounds good that sounds good. But yeah, I love that. Hey, Miles, ease up on my neck. You know, you're right. so beautiful, Danny. All right, I'm going to drop kick this kid off of the fucking roof is what I'm going to do. <laughs> like, like, what are we doing? Dan, what is happening? Like, get me Henry Wingrave right now. Oh, he, he can't talk to you today, Mom. All right, I'm driving to Henry Wingrave's uh, office. I want to be like, I don't know if you know this, but your nephew is a deranged rapist. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to check into that. Yeah, I'm quitting, <laughs> and uh, your cha- your your nephew is a rapist. Oh my! Oh, I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what? What also could have been really good is if they focused on um, uh, Peter Quint's idea of like every person has a key, yeah, and yeah. then also Flora's giving everybody a face. Because those are two different approaches to the world. And then you just decide which one is going to win out over the course of the show. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. And, like, like there, there was stuff there, right? Yeah. Like there's, that's another, the key, th- that's a good thing you bring up. The key thing is another thread that they really did not pull on. Because and you really because, want them to, because it's compelling. Yeah, it yeah. is compelling. Because in the end, we discover that, that, the keys actually have nothing to do with it that it's that it's because apparently you can just get possessed for no reason and the only way you know and you can stay possessed if you uh just sort of agree to it and so and so there's really the the key issue isn't really present you know like it's there to serve kind of a creepy factor you know, it's there to serve that really weird moment where Peter Quint sits a, an 11-year-old down and is like, let me tell you 
how to sexually manipulate women. Like, right. <laughs> which, is, which is really weird. Uh, I'm like, hmm, this is kind of strange. There was also way too, too few of a time where Hannah Gross backhands Miles across the face because that's the only that's the only thing missing from that show. Yeah. You better believe that Hannah Gross in real life would have backhanded the crap out of Miles like every single time. Oh, Hannah, you beautiful thing. Miles, if you say that to me again. I'm going to smack the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> Stop <laughs> saying weird shit like that. Hannah, can you just leave well enough alone? All right, come over here. I'm going to beat you to death. <laughs> you know, like, like, she come stands on. up to Peter Quint and she was like, I will like myself throw you out of this house. And like, should you not have recognized that you have the same impulse with this child and therefore there's something going on here? Right. You know, he reminds me of Peter Quint. And, and brunette lesbian Kate lesbian Kate McKinnon so just Kate McKinnon brunette Kate McKinnon <laughs> would, would, would be like oh no <laughs> oh my God. And I, I want to shoot myself in the head like please shut up <laughs> please stop actually my final thing that that made me like that made me snort a little bit because I just didn't find the the love story. I also don't like love stories, Joe. So that that's another thing. I'm less interested in them. I only like them when the chemistry is that good, which is why I liked Hannah mm. and Robbie, and why I was why I was very, actually rather heartbroken in that last episode. Yeah. Where Hannah Hannah realizes she's a ghost, and and they go back to to Owen's uh, to the memory of Owen's interview, and she just she just kind of says it. She's like, "Gosh, I just love you." Like. I just thought you were wonderful. You know, I, I was quite heartbroken during that because I thought that was delivered mm-hmm. very well. Um, but like brunette, Northern English, Kate McKinnon says, come on, Poppins, we're going to, you know, we're going to go to a pub. We're going to go to a pub. And I'm like, great, go to a pub. Well, before we do that, we're going to go to this really creepy fucking place. and We're going to talk about flowers. God damn it. Just take me to a <laughs> pub, Kate. Like, <laughs> like, this here's a moonflower. Like, all right, that's really nice. Can we uh, go to a pub? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They could have had that same. This? They could have had that same discussion on like a walk to the pub. I don't know. Yeah, anything. Like, like, would you stick around with that date? Like, for for brunette Kate McKinnon? Like, <laughs> like would you? I stick- think it's. It's supposed to be like her brokenness mirrors Danny's brokenness and out of their brokenness, they come together and whatever. No. Um, I So I did not get uh, that they were going to end up together. And so I got really excited when that actually happened. And I was like, the fan fiction isn't just in my brain. Um, so I kind of gave them a pass on that whole whole thing. And then they go and open up the flower shop. And I, I cried a lot over like their their lifetime in that last episode. Cause I was that like, that was more interesting. I yeah. agree. Like like they grow into their chemistry a little bit, which mm-hmm. which I appreciate. Um, I really do. Like, like once again, you know me. Every love story from here on out can be just full-blown lesbian love. I really don't care. <laughs> I just would like it to be. I would just like it to have some charisma. <laughs> right. I, that's all. That's all I want. I, like it can. It can only be lesbian love, as far as I care. Like, like I, I don't need to see anything else. But like, 
can it at least be lesbian love that I go, they really belong together, you know? <laughs> right, <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Not, not lesbian love that makes me go, please shut the fuck up. Like, please, please stop talking. Your accent is giving me a migraine <laughs> and it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to pay attention. But like, that's, that's fine. You know, did I want, did I want Hannah to just, just grab Ravi by the face and just be like, kiss me, you fool. Of course I did. Because come on, like, right. like Hannah, Hannah, Hannah's entire performance was just one of, of like that the whole time. Like, gosh, I just love you. Like when Ravi, when Ravi put uh, a cake batter on Hannah's face and said, oh, and then they all go, don't say it. He goes, you're a battered woman. <laughs> like, like, and it was just, Hannah was just like, oh my God. <laughs> I, I was like, they should get married. That's great. <laughs> but like, can you imagine brunette Kate McKinnon doing that to Danny? You're yeah. a battered woman. Like, I can't even do the accent. Like, like and it just comes out garbled and weird. And everybody's like, what? What did you say? I, <laughs> Danny, did you get that? And then Danny starts crying because she sees her, her fiance's corpse in a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, holy shit. Like that guy got fucking ran over by a car. Like, like that was not, <laughs> they were not playing around. Like I thought not it was gonna be like suicide. Like, no, it was just, I can't marry you because I'm not attracted to you because I'm, I'm probably a lesbian, but it's the eighties. I don't know how to say that. I just, I can't believe you do this to me. <laughs> like, like, holy shit. Like, yeah. oh my God. I'm surprised she I'm surprised she managed to go anywhere after that. Like I yeah. wouldn't have gone anywhere. I, I'd be like, well, I don't know but how to a, see that. It is a great explanation for why the glasses are lit up. It uh, is, I agree. And I like I like that. Yeah. I think they dealt with that part of her storyline really well. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. There it is one of those, it's one of those shows where like eight. It hits a lot of notes. It doesn't hit every note, um, but that's okay. Things don't have to be perfect in order to be entertaining. You are correct. You are correct. It was good to see Ravi from iZombie playing a role that he clearly had a good time with. Yeah. It was, it was good to see Hannah Gross do her thing. I think that um, uh, one, of the, one of the things that they did, I think it was in episode five, when Hannah is talking to Mrs. Wingrave about marriage, about her husband leaving her, mm -hmm. you know, and, and Mrs. Wingrave is a, a little callous, like, what are you doing? My husband ran off with another woman. Well, get inside. What are you doing? <laughs> this, is, this is ridiculous. I was like, the British are such warm people, <laughs> um, but uh, then they're in the chapel and Mrs. Wingrave says something kind of, strange about marriage and then you go oh well she's fucking henry that explains it you know right like, like she's kind of, she's kind of like marriage is whew, mm, it's a little bit like ceasing to believe in god <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> and then hannah's like hannah's like hmm? <laughs> it is <laughs> yes it's you know how you're told to believe in god but He's not really there. You didn't love that fucker anyway. <laughs> huh? It's marriage is sort of like that. Well, um, 
Uh, yes, of course, mom. Whatever you say. <laughs> yeah. There's also the bit with like Hannah's faith where she's like, oh, I haven't gone to the village church since I got married. Uh, but yeah. she has this cross and like she lights these candles and and she has this kind of indomitable faith in herself. Like there's a lot there to explore as well. That I, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Although I do find it just a tad undercut that like she couldn't have gone to the church even if she wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Dead. <laughs> oh, she's that, like, oh, oh, Robbie's, oh, Owen's, Owen's mother died. Well, no, I'm not going to go. Oh, why? Well, I actually, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't leave the grounds. I'm dead. That's that's true. The, yeah. So maybe that was just them very sloppily giving her a reason for not going to like keep that reveal i don't know i don't want to i don't want to make it that way but like you know in some hannah is very clearly my favorite character of the show other than owen who who i also love um but like hannah is very clearly my favorite character of the show and i am interested and and find and find her reveal to be dead uh interesting what uh unfortunately though her not being aware of it i actually think makes it less interesting hmm. um because because then those sort of character things do become just well are they really character things you know like like her as a character is really interesting and and to have but but and and I still am fine with the rule that ghosts sort of jump between memories and kind of it becomes more difficult to like maintain yourself. All of that is fine and, and, and that's all great. But to have her not really be aware that she is dead, um, I, I actually think sort of undercuts some of the things that feel like intentional things that she is doing but are really not you know like like why doesn't she why doesn't she go to the funeral it's yeah. not because it's not because her ex-husband is dead her ex-husband just ran away you know to be with another woman so it's not really that it's not because she's uncomfortable with death right like Mm-hmm. like not really there's really nothing in her character to suggest that she's weathered the death of dominic and 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 um gosh now i can't think of the mom's name of the Wingraves. you know she's she lights candles for the dead like like we know so we know that's not it why doesn't she leave well it turns out that she doesn't know why she doesn't leave because she yeah. doesn't know she's dead. But if she were to just know she was dead, then then we would have those answers, you know. She she's not telling everybody she's dead. She's maybe she's she's doing this to watch over the kids. She she doesn't need to know that Peter Quint is is also a ghost. Like that's fine. But like, you know, she is there because she can't let go, maybe, or she's there because she has this sense like that that Owen keeps saying that she cares for people. And so she's not willing to hide because she cares too much, you know, mm. like 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 those things can be there. Instead, you know, it's sort of presented as um, a, uh, a a a not really a failing on her part, 
but but sort of as this blindness, right? Like as a, um, I'm not I'm not willing to look down into the into the the thing and see my body, which is strange because she does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I found that I found that to be kind of weird. Like, that's actually where I thought it was going at the end of episode five was that Hannah knows she's dead. You know, because because Hannah begins with looking into the, uh, um, you know, the well and seeing herself. She begins the whole show that way. Yeah. Um, I wonder. So, yeah. I so the whole the episode where she's jumping through all of the memories I kind of wonder if um her whole time after she's dead because she is so distracted all of the time and she's like always seeing the crack in the well and the walls and and things mm-hmm. like maybe we're meant to understand that like she's not living any of this after her death linearly And so, like, she, I'm sure she understands that she's dead on some level, but because she's been jumping through all of these memories where she just has to pretend that she's fine, she continues to do that and just, like, Mm. survives in every moment. I, I don't, like, the way that that episode is told, like, it's not just that she's caught in memories and and like jumping through them the way like flora is it's that like her whole experience of like everything that we've seen as the show has been her just jumping from place to place to place um right and and so the whole time she really doesn't realize that she's dead until um in until her timeline matches back up with the show's timeline almost i don't know no, I think that's fair too. I, I'm I'm more approaching it from from just a the uh, a character being given more agency perspective. Yeah. Like like it's to me it's always more interesting when a character has more agency and not and not have things happening to them, which is why which is why I think um, giving Flora and the ghosts a little more to do is more interesting. Yeah. Rather than rather than Flora at the end of the day kind of being passive, not really doing a ton. Um, yeah. Uh, but but like I think it would have been more interesting as a character for Hannah to have done all of this work prior to everybody showing up. You know, right. like like so Hannah begins as kind of the the defender, right? You know, she's enjoying her afterlife moments with owen while owen's alive knowing that she can't really be with him you know and maybe that not being something that she's let go until the end but like but like still knowing you know and still kind of being in the know and having some agency i think would would have just made it all a little more interesting and so even though i think episode five is 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 easily the best episode of the whole show because it's the most interesting. Um, Hannah's the revelation for us that Hannah is dead should, should not also be the revelation for Hannah. Yeah. 
and it wasn't, which is the frustrating thing. It, 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 if it, it would have been better if it was, <laughs> you know, rather than Hannah continuing in this kind of state of, uh, I don't know, you know, in the state of listlessness or the state of jumping around and, and not really being fully aware. Um, yeah, because it, it is, um, because like then she goes out like and right away tries to like counter the lady at the lake and then is just kind of knocked over, you know? Right, like, right. They could have, yeah, they could have done more. I think you're right. I think you're right. Like, like it actually, so like here's, I, I don't mean to beat this to death. Like here's a really simple way we could have communicated that. Hannah always cleans up the lady in the lake's footprints would be a really simple way to illustrate that Hannah is in the know. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and, and not just have it be incidental, like, well, I'm the housekeeper. So of course I clean it up, but like, you know, like at one point Danny makes miles clean it up and, and she's like, Oh, great. You know, now I don't have to do it. And that's all funny and fine, but like to just have Hannah insist, no, no, no. Yeah. You know, this is, this is part of, the kids have their way of protecting people from the lady in the lake. And I have my way of doing it, you know, or, or um, yeah, just, or, or like having a different set of questions, you know, for, for Danny. So you saw Peter Quint. Well, where did you see him? Well, I saw him on the parapet. Okay. You know, like, like, <laughs> You know, as as she learns, well, maybe he's a ghost too. You know, stuff like that. Like, but instead, like Hannah is such an interesting character and is such a complex character and has such strength. And as you go through, like, she hates Peter Quinton, stands up to Peter Quinton, has this great um, analogy of the glue trap, right? Like, what a great analogy, you know, of, of all of this. Mm-hmm. Only to have, only to have Peter Quint be in the know. Yeah, that's that's the part that's weird, like only to have Peter Quint always having the upper hand, you know, because he's the one that killed Hannah. He's the one that knows that Hannah's a ghost. He's the one that just watches Hannah flounder about. There's nothing to fear, you know. And and I and I just find that to be a letdown when she could have had more agency, you know. And there's a little bit of that with Danny too, like that, the scene in the bar where she's getting uh, the, what's the family name? Hardgrave, Wilgrave, Sam Grave? Wingrave. 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 Um, uh, when she's getting Mr. Wingrave to like explain to her about the job, like she goes over and is like, this is the most awkward job interview I've ever gone through. And like, she shows a lot of like awareness and clarity in those first scenes with him that like, goes out the window a lot like her kind of like problem solving and spunk just kind of melts away right actually the house and I was like there's but there's more here and she gets it back I think but but they instead of her like recognizing that uh, there's something going on like possession wise and so she can take control of the situation when the lady at the lake has flora like I think that if it had been a moment instead of her saying the only thing she could think of the way the narrator puts it, it had been her being recognizing that like, this is the only way I can save it, you know? Yes. Yes. I think that would have been good. There's I yeah. So, so with that, 
the scene, uh, like the episode before everything is ending, you know, where where it the the whole thing is revealed to Danny. It's revealed to Danny after she is attacked and bound up. Right. You know, like like Danny comes to the to to all of this realization that Peter Quint is a ghost, that Jessel is a ghost, that the kids are being possessed. You know, all this is happening. Uh, not because, like you said, not because of any detective work, but she's like totally blindsided. Mm-hmm. And and is sort of once again robbed of agency, and then is sort of just set loose in the world. Like, uh, like I just thought she was gonna die. Like I just thought the Lady of the Lake was just gonna kill her. Right. You know, and which might have been more preferable, frankly. You know, at least she'd have more agency as a ghost. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know, um, but I don't know. Like I wouldn't have hated that ending. I wouldn't have hated the ending of the only one who survives is brunette Kate McKinnon. <laughs> <laughs> and she never goes back to Bly Manor. <laughs> yeah. Like like I wouldn't have hated that, you know, like uh at least we wouldn't have had the c- confusing ending of <laughs> what the fuck is going on. Right. Well, cuz that but that also would have just ended up with like her and Ravi in jail together, you know, like right. there are all of these dead bodies scattered throughout the property. And the only other people who have been on the property are these two people. Well, they, they clearly did it. Oh my. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we talked that through. Yeah. I must go. Cause I have class in an hour and I need to shower and eat food. Okay. But this was good. Yeah. Uh, I will talk to you later. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye.